0: Hey, Chicago. What do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top rated sports book. Make sure you download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. The Cubs didn't win. The Cubs didn't lose. Game was just washed out in Cincinnati. The rubber match between the Cubs and Reds. We waited for it. First, it was delayed. Then it was completely rained out. And now they will play that as a split doubleheader coming on september 1st which i'm sort of surprised it didn't happen faster than it did to be honest with you i know when it happens at wrigley field everybody says oh they're trying to sell beers or whatever there's nobody at the ballpark so this was clearly and they have a tornado watch in cincinnati until four o'clock chicago time today so they were expecting massive weather to roll through there pretty much all day long Uh, I know it wasn't heavy rain to start, but if you're the Reds and you're looking at this and you can say, listen, we could play this now when there's 30 people in the stands and we might have a tornado on our hands, or we could play this in September when kids are out of school, they're going to take the one where you can play it when the kids are out of school and it's warm outside. So not totally surprising. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo with you after the Cubs rained out. The only disappointing part for me, guys, is that the Cubs had just – had this great three innings against the Reds where they score 11 runs in the 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth inning again in the big comeback last night. And none of it is able to carry over because the game gets washed out. So my question is, do you believe in momentum in baseball? Is it a real thing?
1: I, I do, but I also – lineups change so much. Um, and I'm, I know we're going to talk about it, but like Patrick wisdom has had a last good last couple of days. He was out of the lineup today. If I'm not mistaken, if I, so it's like you're, you're one of your hotter hitters is out of the lineup and, and people are, are going to be angry. And I got, you know, some stats that maybe will help calm some of those nerves of people that are just pissed off about that Ooh. anyway, but i I do, I mean, I, I think, Momentum is a thing in baseball. I will say that the the lineups do change enough that it kills some of that. Just on a day by day basis, momentum dies just based on the lineup changing, the starting pitcher changing, whoever it is. um That said, it you know, it was only a three good innings when they've had you know three straight losses, and we're losing for six of those innings yesterday, or for most of six innings, like yesterday, right? So. Maybe maybe an off day for the Cubs isn't a bad thing. Going into a pretty rough stretch the next couple weeks, yes. Maybe maybe an extra off day isn't the worst thing for this Cubs team. Is if nothing else, a little bit more of like a reset. Get that off day in, a little bit of a break. Get ready for the Rangers this weekend.
2: Yeah, man. I'm not. I guess I agree that momentum is a thing. I, I think the routine is kind of the more important thing. Cause you get these guys playing every day and they just get into that, that mode, you know, it's the first week. So obviously a lot of guys are, are a little bit more amped than I guess you might say in mid May or June uh, or even July. But so it's like the beginning of the season and guys are still trying to get to like a point of, you know, getting into their routine. So maybe that's the only thing that this hurts the Cubs in a way, I guess, but, Whatever. I, I agree with Ryan. I think it is a good day for uh, have an extra off day for them going into this series with the Rangers, which I don't think will be easy. Uh, uh they're they've played pretty well uh you know to start the year. And uh, they have a you know, as far as offense, they have really good uh yeah, they top their lineups pretty good, just like the Cubs in terms of up the middle. Uh and uh yeah, so this is gonna be an interesting test this weekend. And uh, I guess as far as guys getting rest, I'm glad Keegan Thompson gets another rest day and they could possibly use him on Friday if they wanted to. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, at the very least, most of the team would be pretty
0: uh, fresh for the weekend series. Fernando, the slack, by the way, for Barb. Yes, this is live, Fernando. This is – we're doing it live if you're watching it right now at 2 o'clock. I yeah, will say we true. lost we lost some momentum on the Chgo
1: Cub Show because we ended yesterday with Peck singing Creed. Yeah, yeah high vibe. Now we got we rain out. We're at home. We're not. You know, it's it's a little bit loss of momentum on this show. So we're gonna have we're gonna have to pick yeah. it back up.
2: Yeah, ironically, was- I was already like a few minutes away from the Chgo studio before I, I was at a stoplight and saw the notifications on my phone. <laughs> oh, everyone, yeah. turn around, go home, do the show remote because. Oh, the game's going to be delayed for a couple hours. I'm like, yep. Dang. Womp, womp. Thank God! Yeah. I actually had the car today; didn't ride the scooter. I was going to say the, the scooter; you would have died. How, the
0: electricity is the like died a, halfway. Yeah, yeah so I would be in right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. a ten-minute <laughs> ten drive from where you live, Cody. Something like that. You can you could uh, deal with it.
0: Me and Luke got a little bit more of a commute. <laughs> you're right. Um, by the way, so the whole momentum thing—it's it, interesting in the chat. Hi to everybody in the chat. Thanks for jumping on at an odd time. We just thought we'd come on since game was washed out. Why not do a show? Why not talk about it? Um, Ken says momentum is the next day starting pitcher. That was a quote from uh, Vin Scully, and I saw somebody else say they were at the twenty-one to nothing. I think it was Ginger said she was at the twenty-one to nothing game last year. And it doesn't exist because the next day they couldn't score anything, right? Yeah. Here's the thing. Like I've heard this debate on sports radio many times just about momentum in sports, right? And and I know it's sort of meat heady to believe science and analytics. Brendan might tell us. I'd be curious what Brendan thinks. Like numbers-wise, the stats people, the non-Delmetrics people of the world would tell you that You still have the same chance. It's still 50 50. Like everything is still the same. It doesn't matter what the result was the time before. Um, And yet, I will sit and watch a sporting event. And if Steph Curry hits five straight shots, I got to tell you, my gut tells me the next shot is going in. I, I know it's just as unlikely. It's just as likely to be a miss as it is a make. But it doesn't feel that way. And I know it doesn't feel that way to the athletes either. So I'll say this. Momentum, certainly, if it doesn't impact a daily game, it does impact the psyche and confidence of a player, which I do think has an impact on a game. I don't know how you quantify it because, as Ginger was saying, a lot of times you see a team score 12 runs like the Cubs did last night. And the old adage is save one for tomorrow because then the next day it just doesn't happen. So that would say momentum doesn't exist. I think it's harder for a pitcher like Marcus Stroman to carry it five days later into another start. Um, But that said, when they're feeling their mechanics and stuff and it's going well and they can carry that into the side session, they're able to build on that. So I, I just don't buy the whole thing that Momentum is not any part of sports whatsoever. I think anybody that's played even high school or little league or anything there, there is something, if you make seven free throws in a row, don't you feel better about your chances? Don't you feel like you've got the the arm in the same groove that you had at the time before? To me, that makes you more likely to make the shot than if if I was here on one shot and here on another shot and all, and I'd missed four in a row. I don't know what the answer is, but it, to me, when I saw they were rained out, I was a little bummed out because we had just seen the chat and Twitter angry at a lot of Cubs players after the first three, four games. And it was Hosmer needs to go bring up Mervis. Bellinger wasn't worth it. He's a bust. Get him out of here. Stop playing him. It was uh master bony didn't dive he's the worst player ever why is he even here and and then we saw all of these guys contribute on a major basis uh, obviously last night but Hosmer's been good a couple games in a row Bellinger's been good a couple games in a row and I I hope they're able to stay feeling confident about themselves or whatever they were doing well at the plate doesn't just fall off because now they won't play for a day as they return home to Chicago to take on the Rangers do you think I'm crazy?
2: No, I don't think you're crazy. Uh, Save that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just uh, I guess I'm more bummed just because I like watching the Cubs. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like it's a, it's it is what it, it is what it is beginning of the year. These rainouts happen all the time in April, so uh, I'm not I'm I'm whatever about it. it all I know is that. Hopefully some of that momentum or confidence built last night continues moving forward because the Cubs schedule over the next few weeks is not easy. They don't get to play teams like the Reds. And as much as I'm going to lean into the bit of when it comes to Bellinger or Hosmer especially of, oh, these guys perform well against said bad team uh, doesn't count because they played said bad team. Yeah, they got to perform better against good teams. And at this point, they didn't perform well against the Brewers. So, I'm intrigued to see what this lineup can do against a Rangers team that's at least significantly better than the Reds. So, I guess for the next 2 days that's what I'm going to be thinking about and I don't like that's annoying. I'd rather just like see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But again, it's a good rest for early in the year and, you know, preparing for uh, honestly a big series cuz with the way the schedule's made now, like the the, the Cubs have to at least come out of these next couple weeks 500 in my opinion if they're going to be you know in the race in july they, they they have to find a way to win some games against some of these good teams and i think they can
0: it's good on the injury front you know say a suzuki's yeah, supposed too. to face brandon hughes um in another sim at bat and i heard david ross in the pregame stuff as i was heading to the studio and then turning around and it was basically He's good. He called his oblique a 10 out of 10 right now. So assuming things go well in Arizona with this Sim, maybe we don't have to worry about the right field platoon situation that everybody's been getting a little hot and bothered about, like who deserves to be in right field. Listen, it might only be five games. Like (laughs) it's, it's coming along much faster than we ever thought it would. I, I thought the Cubs would be very cautious and but they, if they say it's ten out of ten, and he's he did check swings even the last time, and didn't have any issues, and he's coming back, and it's frankly it's supposed to be warm this weekend. Like I think Sunday's supposed to be seventy degrees, so um, maybe that way it does benefit the Cubs. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Madergol in the lineup. What did you think of that? Did, were you? Uh, <laughs> what did you think of? Wisdom not being in the lineup today. I know it doesn't matter now yeah. because a new lineup will come out for the game against the Rangers on Friday anyway. And I yeah. assume – we assume Strowman's going to pitch on Friday, right? They'll just – I would assume so, yeah. Um, yeah, Strowman, Strowman's pitching Friday.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would say that as far as Magical, like I, I think the matchup fit well for him. Hunter Green throws a lot of fastballs. I think is yeah. a good fastball hitter. Um, I get it from a standpoint of – like, if you're against it, I get it because Wisdom's had a couple good games this week for sure. And we just – last night we spent 15 minutes defending the guy after everyone was like, you know, for the last, all off season saying yeah. that they needed to get someone different than him. Um, but I also have said that you got to get Magical in there. I just didn't want to see him at third base on consecutive days. If you could get him in there some other way outside of that, then great. So like I didn't mind seeing him in the lineup today. I know Ryan disagrees with me on like on that, but I I'm sorry I don't want to see Magic at third base on consecutive days. Um, but he didn't play at third base the last two days. Okay, yeah. fine. You gotta you, you gotta get if you, if he's gonna be on your roster. If you if you want to see Christopher Morel cut the strikeouts down in the minors, and you still want to see Mervis get all get more seasoning down in Triple A then and and this is what we're we're dealt then okay you you have to play the guy when you can and i thought that the matchup with against hunter green today was a good one for him so i wasn't upset about i'm sure the casual or uh anyone who just doesn't like magical or wants to even deal with him probably didn't like it but i mean that i could insert another player's name in there that's i guess in a way polarizing and people would think the same way so
0: They had an um, interview – I was going to say, Ryan, they had an interview with Zach Zaidman on the score talking with Madrigal about playing third base uh, and kind of the adjustments that he's had to make. And I know a lot of people still don't believe he can play third base. Um, But he was told, especially when they started making moves and started signing Dansby, but even before that, that there was a really good possibility that if he wanted to make the team, he was going to have to be more versatile. And they said start taking reps at third base, right? Yeah. So he, met, he mentioned the fact that the most difficult part about playing third base for him, something that he hadn't really done, but it was open to, um, isn't necessarily the throw. Although he admitted that some guys are able to just use a super strong arm to get it over to third base where he he has to collect his whole body and get his whole body into the throw over to third base. So it's it's a more difficult play for him but that doesn't make it an impossible play for him. He said the most difficult part about playing third base versus second base for him is really the mental side of it in that the decision into what you're going to do, how hard you're going to throw it, getting your body in position, all of those things happen so much quicker at third base Mm -hmm. that there's, he said, you know, when I'm at second, I literally can take my time. You know, I, I can gather the ball, take my time, and then worry about who's running down first base. He's like, you have to know all of those things and make that decision and those decisions in the blink of an eye at third base. And Mm -hmm. so that's been the most challenging part, not the part of, hey, I have to know third base. He did say, yes, I guess it could carry over offensively. He admits he takes more time taking infield practice before games than he would if he were just over at second base, a position that he's played a lot in his career. Um, but he doesn't think it it detracts from him during the game. So I just thought it was an interesting conversation they had with him. What have you thought of him at third base, Ryan, in the in the time at spring training that you were there? What'd you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's been, it's not like he's going to be an all-star gold glove third baseman, right? Like he's, he's making, for the most part, the plays he needs to make. Um, yes, the fact that he's going to have to put like like a third base is hard because he doesn't have the arm that third you want in a third. You don't he doesn't have the arm that Patrick Wisdom does over at third base. Right. Uh, whereas Patrick Wisdom that arm speed can somehow sometimes make up for maybe a little bit slower of gathering or whatever. Dick Madrigal doesn't really have that luxury because of his arm strength. And so yeah, so I, I completely understand what he's talking about as far as the just just going through the process mentally, like you don't have time to really think about it. Like you know, second base, you have a whole lot of time to get it over to first base, third base. You don't have that luxury anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I understand, but he's not, he hasn't, he's looked fine. He's looked fine at third base. He's made the plays he should be making. Maybe he's got, you know, you're probably going to have some of those plays where he, you know, he has to backhand one down the third base line, and he just doesn't have the arm to get the guy out going to first or, like, that's probably going to happen. Uh, if he while he's playing third yeah. base just because he doesn't have the arm strength now that said i don't disagree with cody that madrigal should sh- shouldn't be in two days out of three i don't I, in my opinion that shouldn't matter it's it's just based on are they putting him at third base in situations that don't make sense for him if you got back if you got two straight days with lefty pull heavy lineups in there and you and you, you put Nick Madrigal out there both those days, because that's a, you know, that again, as we talked about, that is a situation that masks his flaws at third base, right? Because at that point, he's not going to be getting rockets down third base all the time anymore. Like there's going to be, if they're a lefty pole heavy type lineup, there's going to be a lot less situations where you need Nick Madrigal to make a play at third base, just in that situation. So if that's the case, like I don't, I don't have a problem with him playing third base as long as he's making the plays that need to be made Um, on the offensive side. And this is for this game specifically, as we talked about Patrick wisdom, had a good last few games. He's had had a good start to the year at the plate. You know, Nick Madrigal has had fewer opportunities, um, you know, hasn't looked, great while he's been out there but you know that comes with when you're a bench man you're not playing every day like the rhythm it gets a little hard to get in the rhythm but you know i'm not trying to make too many excuses like he has to take advantage of the opportunities when he gets it now for today people are already angry that he's in instead of patrick wisdom and this is i said i had a stat here and i you know it's a baseball savant search i'm not a baseball savant savant so i'm like i did my best to try to figure it out so Hunter hundred green last year, we just like last year. He averaged 98.9 miles per hour on his fastball this year. He's averaging hundred, but we're going to go on the low end 98 mile per hour fastballs, right? A lot of his, you know, as heat. you look at his heat maps, he's hitting the, the top of the zone or like, you know, outside the zone, but I, so the high, high fastballs, um, that was probably, if you look at heat maps. That's where it's kind of leaning is, is that high fastball. Patrick wisdom throughout his career again. I, I believe i did this right if anyone wants to correct me and do their own search like please help me out i could use the help but it looks like in his career he's striking out his strikeout rate 37.5 percent. he's put two balls in playoff 46 of those again this is 98 mile per hour not high, heat. Yeah. high heat 98 miles per hour not just any type of velocity right. 98 extreme high or heat. higher yes He's 46 pitches. He's only put two balls in play. Neither of them have been for hits. His weighted on base average in those situations, 258. Now, I understand Patrick Wisdom has had a solid start to the year, but you put him out there against Hunter Green's high heat, and he strikes out twice in six pitches, people are going to be pissed off at Patrick Wisdom again. So now why are you putting him in a situation where it does, It just has not worked for him? Like You, you hope that he you know, figures out how to start hitting those high heat fastballs with more regularity. But for right now and throughout his career, he hasn't done that. So wouldn't you want a guy, especially facing Hunter Green, a guy like Nick Madrigal, who you know can put the bat on the ball, who has a better shot at handling that, maybe even getting a base hit. Then later in the game when, you know, the Cubs hope Hunter Green's out of the game, you have Patrick Wisdom as your bench bat, and he can come in in a situation that better suits what his strengths are at the plate. And a better that, defensive replacement. Yeah, too. there you yeah. go. That too. So that, that that just made more sense to me facing Hunter Green specifically. Now you have a you, you had you threw, the Reds threw a guy out there that fastball average is like ninety three miles per hour doesn't generally hit the top of the zone. Of course you you'd be fine with Patrick Wisdom being back in there for the you know third straight day or whatever. Just, this is not a matchup that fits what Patrick Wisdom does well. And as much as you want him to kind of stay on that rhythm of, of playing every day, hitting really well, getting the at-bats, like mm-hmm. you're more likely to see a day where he struggles at the plate against Hunter Green than, than what he's done so far. So I, I understand David Ross not having him in the lineup. I, I don't know that it has more to do with Patrick Wisdom and who he's facing versus wanting to get Magglio in the field. I don't, I, I'm not in David Ross's head. I don't know why he made that decision. Uh, but if you're, you know, if I'm looking at it from, you know, I'm putting my manager's hat on, and that's how I look at it. I don't want, I want to put the best lineup out there for the situation that I'm in on pitch one. Seventy pitches later, Hunter Green's out of the game. Then I start thinking about putting Patrick Wisdom in. Right today to start, I agree with with the way the lineup was made. And people in the chat are probably going to be disagreeing with me. I haven't been looking at it, but that's just like if you want to bring statistics and just what these guys have done in their careers into it, like. Don't just look at the lineup, look at the matchup, look at how they,
0: how they handle what the pitcher does best. And to me, it makes more sense. Right. It's, it's, it's one of these instances where even an old head like me can listen to the stat you just presented and say, okay, you can't just go feel in this decision. You can factor feel and gut into that decision as a manager, but you also have to look at the facts of what a guy has done in his career. Sometimes that didn't exist way back, you know? So, I say use everything. I'm not I'm not 100% an analytics guy. I still want my manager to have a feel for his players, be able to look at a guy and say his swings weren't great last night or his swings were so good last night that even if yeah. the stats that Ryan gave you were what they are, I might say, wow, yeah, but he's so locked in. This is a time where I want to see if he can actually do it. That's a different story. But you also have to factor the madrigal stuff in, all of it early in the season. So I don't really have yeah. a problem with, him being in the lineup
1: today and another thing is like and i I don't know this off but off the top of my head i didn't go back and look at the pitches he swung at and missed at or whatever through this this since the season started but say pat even think about the fact that patrick wisdom may have looked really good at the plate but there's probably a couple high, you know high heat fastballs that he swung right through right he may right. still be not hitting those with regularity maybe he's doing it a little bit better but it may still be a thing where he's, you know, you've seen him still miss high heat, even though the rest of the plate he's been he's been doing pretty well. so again, I don't know that for sure. I would have to go back and look at it, but that could also factor in the decision where it's like he's he's hit well, but he still isn't hitting that well. Like that that part of
0: of the plate well. That could be it too. And by the way, uh, the high heat's over Madrigal's head too, so he can just walk on four pitches. (laughs) There you go. uh,
1: (laughs) I was just gonna say
2: that on top of what we're saying is you know, and, and how we were kind of defending him last night. I still believe that when you put him in the best situations, he can be a valuable player. Like I, and I've always said that he can't be someone who's going to, you know, be the, the, the focal point of driving in and runs and, and all that. Um, But if you put him in the best situations, he can be a valuable player. And yeah. so, yeah, that's why I didn't mind that he wasn't in there today. And um you do make a good point ryan about magical if he were to play two days in a row depending on you know who the cubs are facing uh you know what the lineup looks like uh or the what the pitcher what his type is whatever um the only pushback i have on that is just again his he's just not your prototypical type of third baseman and we've talked about the power on this team so that's the only thing that like gives me anxiety over that 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 process but again i also think that the cubs have to play him some they have to play him some because i i just don't i just don't know what you, else you're going to do with them unless you're going to have days where he and i don't think they should do this i don't think they want to do this but unless you were to move swanson to third one day and and to to short and then put magical to second no. like and again i'm not yeah. advocating for that right I'm i know. just saying like that would like what is going to happen when suzuki comes back and then you you can't you you know who's playing right field every single day and you know then you can't really mix and match with third and right field uh you know what i mean with because some yeah. we've seen wisdom out in right field some days uh on i think over the weekend is uh he played right field one day and imagine was at third like i'm just saying like They do have to play him, but I am worried about how they're going to play him once Suzuki comes back. And I know he's obviously like a clear trade piece, and they have to like he he, they have to get some build his value some way. So in a way, I do understand that they have to play him some. I just sometimes it's it's just going to give me anxiety until they figure out figure it out because they have clearly have a lot of infielders and not and, and. and not enough space to
0: play them all because they're going to play Swanson and Horner every day. They should, so and he's not a prototypical DH either. Right, he's not a prototypical <laughs> DH. He's not a prototypical third baseman. He's right. a second baseman, but they have Nico Horner at second base who wants to play almost every day. So and he should. He's yes. like, and so he's a getting top three in the player on your
2: team, like he should. Madril so.
0: even said that he uh, he jokes with the Cubs, but is somewhat serious about the fact that. Hey, he shags flies in the outfield. If they want him to learn the outfield, he'll learn outfield to try and get playing time. Like whatever it would take, he's open to to being that guy, which I give him credit for. Like he's mm-hmm. the guy's trying to hang on to his career, get his career going. And injuries have made it difficult for him, along with some other things, to find playing time. So he's he's doing what he can. Uh, we'll talk about the Jim Callis uh prospect rankings and where they all the Cubs top 30 prospects are at because I know Gary in the chat has been asking for that. We we will talk about that today in just a second. First uh, though, Cody and I are going to tell you about the ComEd program that, you know, is sweeping the nation right now. It's something you guys, if you got a business you want to be aware of, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, this is, this is fun. Me and Luke are going to tell you about this. Uh, The ComEd energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage Energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Luke,
0: well, that's that's right, Cody. And ComEd also offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. And they offer these free facility assessments that can help you find energy saving opportunities. Uh, we're talking about HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, industrial processes. It's it's kind of an interesting thing. Well. I- I'm very interested how's how does this work okay so an, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs they can be done in person or virtually they last about two hours then within three to four weeks customers get a report from them detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on right away each recommendation will include estimated energy savings cost savings project costs potential incentives simple payback all those things so Really, if you own a business, you don't want to wait on this. You're you're just wasting money if you don't do this. Uh, get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule a facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Did you did you say comed.com slash poweringbiz? Oh, I did, Cody. And make sure you schedule it today if you got a business, because if you don't, you're a fool i'm just saying uh let me tell you what else i forgot to go up and get them i was gonna get my shady rays today we didn't need them because of the thunderstorms but it sounds like the sun's gonna be out then you know coming out again and we're gonna get some nice mm-hmm. sunshine in the next few days some warm weather talking 70 on sunday in fact it was warm today i couldn't believe yes. how warm it was it, if we could just
2: the skies to clear the windows were down in my car en route to the CHGO office. The only thing I forgot were my shady rays. I was really mad at myself. I loved the counter here at home, had the windows down, had some country music playing. It was summer vibes, baby. And the only thing I was missing was my shady rays.
1: Uh,
0: Gotta those. I got
1: I got mine shady. somewhere
0: around here. You got em? I'll yeah, shady them? I'll put them on while them. you read. Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, though. So they just decided, you know what? We're going to go out and change that. And you don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall. Look at Ryan. He's like a movie star. Because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, styles cater to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays is their insane protection program on all their eyewear. Lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they'll just send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Drop them in a lake, off a cliff, anything, they replace them. Even with that strong protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair I've ever worn. And Shady Ray's customers agree with over 200,000 five star reviews. Shady Ray's also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date they stand behind their product told our team that if anybody has a problem they just throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right free returns free exchanges you either love your shady rays or they will pay to ship them back that's it exclusively for our listeners shady rays running their deepest deal of the season using the code chgo for 50 percent off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's right, BOGO. Buy one, get one free. You get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. I love that they're polarized for the fishing. If you look at the water, you see nothing in the water without Shady Rays on. You put the polarized ones on, and it's like looking underwater like you're scuba diving. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. And same for golf. You find the golf ball on the golf course so much easier. My golf ball is always, like, off in the rough. Can't Mm -hmm. find it under a, you know, in the brush you put those shady rays on and that white ball just pops out like the sun on the golf course uh there you go shady Ray, look at look, brian says ryan wow with the shady rays i mean that we had the vibes last night with the beer bat and the singing of creed and today we continue that despite the rain out with shady rays god bless love my Great. shady rays man I uh, see the thing is like, I don't even have to
1: look at, there's no sun outside, but even, you know, I can just look up in my ComEd powered lights right now and, and i not, you know, I guess I can look straight at him because I you got know, my yeah. Shady Rays on.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, Kalata says that he's seen, uh, Ricketts in Shady Rays. Why not? <laughs> why not? That's how you stay rich. You don't waste you money. Use you you, you always not If you yeah. have the same product, but it's cheaper, why wouldn't you go in mm-hmm. it? Yeah. You probably got two with that, with that. He probably got probably two got with got that, two. BOGO, that bogo. That bogo. And while we BOGO, know like that we probably used our code, I wouldn't doubt it. He checks it yeah. out. He knows yeah. the C-H-O code. And
2: while we know colada is using that for his bit, if Ricketts really is wearing shady rays, I mean, let's be real. At least he's a vibe.
0: That's right. Yeah. He's probably you got the ones, not... those blade ones that Cody has that are I mean, you. You
1: can't not be a vibe with shady rays on. That's yeah. We know that. All
0: Actually. right. So for, for Gary. We're going to talk prospects. I saw uh, Lance Przedowski and uh, Jim Callis had a bit about the top prospects in the Cubs organization. Now uh, Callis has put out for MLB uh, the Cubs top 30 prospects where they're projected to start. Um, he's got well, – first of all, what I think is interesting is you can go right down the road to South Bend if you live in the Chicago area, and there's quite a few of these guys that you can catch in south bend kevin alcantara number two prospect in the organization if you want to see him this summer and you don't expect him at wrigley field obviously you want to see alcantara play you want to know what he really is you want to see him with your own eyes because you don't trust just prospect rankings that you see or hear from goofballs like me or who else like go ahead and see him with your own eyes kevin alcantara south bend high a number two prospect in the organization um we saw like Cade Hortons going to Myrtle Beach. And he's yeah. got Wesneski number five, which is interesting, huh?
1: No, I I think he was one of those guys that like Wesneski's obviously still a prospect, right? And yeah. I've I've seen I think uh, Brian Smith, our friend from Bleacher Nation, has kind of alluded to the fact I think it's I think it was Brian that like maybe some of these rankings um that don't have a guy like Wesnesky in there just not that they don't consider him still a prospect the, but the fact that he's like he's he, he's in the major leagues he does all you know he's has some experience now but that may be affecting um him as far as like Cubs prospect rankings or even top 100 type rankings um but no, to have Hayden was Nesky this high i mean i think he's still a prospect right he's, he's he's still not enough service time to have completed his rookie year so he's still a prospect and he's really really good <laughs> he's a really good pitching quote-unquote prospect now in this system so i i definitely understand the uh you know putting hayden was an SK at number five from jim callis's point of view one guy i wanted to look at was jordan wicks who's ranked number six um he's starting in tennessee i remember um you know talking to the Cubs farm director jared banner earlier when i was down in mesa and um he said at the time he didn't really know where jordan was going to start the season clearly he's uh it's Tennessee, but." Man, if he pitches well, I can't see him being down in Tennessee for all that long. I think they look at him, um, you know, they, they look at him and, and see what he's done, and you know, very little time in the minor leagues. I know he was a college arm, but he's kind of moved through the system pretty quickly in a short amount of time since being drafted. Um, you know, here's a here's a quote from Jared Banner uh, from Donna Mesa from earlier this spring, back in February. Um, it's about J- Jordan Wicks quote behind his talent, his work ethic is his desire to get better. I think the sky's the limit for him. We don't put ceilings on anyone around here. We're always looking for players to kind of outdo any expectations the outside world may be putting on him. But we don't put expectations on anyone. We just try to make them better every single day. And Jordan is one of those guys that looks at pitching like that himself. He's gotten better every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of faith in that guy from, from the Cubs organization. Um, I think, you know, Brian Smith had him pretty high up in his, I think he was number seven in his prospect rankings. I'm sure everyone else that ranks the Cubs have him relatively high, especially when you just look at the pitching prospects in the system. So I can't imagine if he's pitching well, um, it'll be too long before he's finally getting that promotion, you know, that, that last step before the major leagues in Iowa.
2: Yeah. So I, uh, I agree with you on Jordan Wicks there. There's a lot to like there. Um, Another guy and I are in Tennessee that I'm intrigued about is uh, Porter Hodge, who I was uh, going back and forth with uh, Brian Smith on Twitter last night. Um, I can't remember. I think it was uh, he tweeted a screenshot from uh, Arizona Phil, I think is his name uh, from Cub Reporter, I think, uh, talking about about him and how he might be the Cubs' number one pitching prospect in the system now, if you don't count Hayden Wisneski. Um which I, you know we saw what he could do in Myrtle Beach last year. Um, I think he got he ended up getting like a late season call to South Bend, but they're putting him in Tennessee to start this year, which is a little surprising to me. So I'm intrigued to see how he does there. Uh, so I uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, if there's one concern i might have and it's not even really a big concern uh, dj hers is starting the year with like extended spring training um just don't really know why uh and so like i just hope that you know he's just still getting revved up kind of like a kind of like how we were worried about keegan thompson or whatever in a way maybe the the velo is not there i, I don't know I, but just to see that on that on the list was kind of like oh What's going on here? So, And and we've talked about him possibly making his major league debut this year so at some point probably later in the year. So to see him starting the year extended spring training, I I don't know. I guess I'm a little bummed because I was excited to see what he was going to do to start the year, uh, whether it was in Tennessee or Iowa, because he spent a
0: lot of time in in, in Tennessee last year as, with Jordan Wicks. So, Yeah, Porter Hodge is somebody that you, all the prospect guys seem to be excited about. Um, athletically super gifted, and I think the a lot of people just think he needs to develop a little bit more, develop some pitches, including, I believe it's a changeup. They say like if he can develop a changeup, it's just going to make him so much more effective. And so you see a lot of those guys. I will say, well, I said South Bend. Let me give you the list of guys that are in Tennessee. If you're up for making a trip to Tennessee this summer, and you want to see what the next wave of Cubs prospects will look like. First of all, Pete Armstrong's there. It's double-A. You go down the list, and you get Jordan Wicks, number six, Tennessee. You get Ben Brown is there, number eight, Tennessee. You get um, Owen Casey, number 13, there. Daniel Palencia, number 14, Tennessee. Miguel Amaya, Tennessee. He's number 15. Um, Porter Hodge, we mentioned 21. Who else is there? Tennessee. Chase Strumpf is there. Ryan Jensen. So there's a pretty good list of prospects in Tennessee, too. That'd be a good place to make um, a road trip this summer. It is interesting that you look at the list and you see, first of all, Ed Howard in South Bend. I would like to see Ed Howard in South Bend. Um, Caleb Killian's dropped all the way to 18. And it's it's interesting to see that he's there. And I saw somebody in the chat say, well, he hasn't pitched very well in a while. He had a bad first start <laughs> when he was sent down from camp to the minor. Like it, it was not good. Um, but he was prior to that. They were very Ryan had a report about, about it when he was down there about how he had hopefully fixed his stride. It was going to work. It was going to help with his command mechanics. That was all going to help with his control. Don't give up on a guy just because he's you know number 23 24 21 whatever it might be you know i saw somebody in the chat also asking so who's who's the most likely guy to come up first right the chat's asking like which one of these prospects it's evil wax 73 said who's who's going to be the guy that's going to come out first who gets cut or sent down i mean it's got to be that that depends on first of all most likely probably injuries more, yeah. I, more likely will it, it will impact the injuries. Like I would say is Brennan Davis. Well, first of all, Wes is already there, but you look at Brennan Davis, you hear the name Matt Mervis a lot. And those guys mentioned as the next wave. Cam Sanders is a guy who's not even on this list who might be yeah. the first guy called up or, or Jeremy Estrada might be the guy who's called up right away if they need bullpen help. So just because of guys at the top of the list, Pete Crow Armstrong certainly doesn't mean he's the most likely to jump to the majors right away that 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 list will come scattered from all over the place depending on need yeah i think if we're looking at it just from this top 30 specifically like
1: a guy like jeremiah estrada is, is that would be my you know, guess. on the 40 man already like he's he's right there um and when you talk about like relief relievers right like there's going to be some points in time where they just need a, a guy to come up rather than some guys feeling something or he's pitched a bunch and, and like that's where options and all that stuff come in. Um, I don't know, it's just a name, but like a guy like Michael Rucker, I believe still has options left. Um, So he is someone that could be, you know, shuttled down to Iowa. Jeremiah Estrada comes back up and uh, I, there, I don't know the exact time length that needs to, that a guy needs to be or before a guy can be brought back up after being optioned. I believe there's, I don't know, 10 days or something like that. Um, so that doesn't like automatically help and make it easy. Um, but because Jeremiah Estrada's is on the 40, man, like that makes it, it makes it that much easier for a guy like him to, when an injury happens or yeah, or they just need a reliever to come up like Estrada's kind of right, right there, ready to go. Um, so I, I think if we're looking at this top 30 list, like he's, he's probably right up there for me. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, Cody said Mervis, I think Mervis has a lot to do with, number one just health uh but two just the performances of those guys in the big leagues right now if i mean if eric Osmer is playing is is actually hitting the ball decently and you know playing good defense which he has he's played solid defense so far i mean for a month from now and he's still playing solid defense and actually surprising us at the plate like i don't even at that point i don't see any rush to get Mervis back up right Mm, or to get him up for the first time same with trey mancini you know Think I think once Saya comes back, a lot of Trey Mancini's time will be that first base DH. Um, but if he you know if he's playing well, if he's healthy, both those guys, right? If they're both healthy and playing well, like there's no need to rush um Matt Mervis to the big leagues. Like now, if you get to a point where Eric Cosmer is just not performing and or he's hurt or whatever it is, then that changes things. Um, uh, but for Mervis, it just kind of depends on what that first base group is what they're doing, how they're feeling, what their health is. Um, before I think Matt Mervis really has that shot to come up or you know, maybe he hits the smoke out of the ball for a whole month and like forces them to bring him up. I, I don't know. I don't know how this front office is gonna, is gonna work if Matt Mervis is literally just lighting up AAA um, for an entire month. So that, um, that's another one that I think depends on a few different factors, but it may not be for, you know, it won't be for long like I don't think it's gonna be forever. I, I think we'll still see Matt Murvis at some point this year just it may take a little bit of time depending on some things yeah Morrell Gerard- is also another name
0: that- oh yeah for sure <laughs> I think most people consider him you know he's no longer a prospect like right. Wesneski, i don't I don't consider him a prospect so that's why you wouldn't see him on the list but guys to be called up mm. yeah, you would hope that is probably on that list um you know one of those reliever struggles I think Estrada is probably a name that's pretty pretty high on that list Gerard with a great comment in the chat saying great to see minor league baseball players approve their first ever union contract they won yeah. two times to four times pay increases new housing transportation benefits health care well deserved I'll be honest with you I don't know how it wasn't better than <laughs> I don't know how it was allowed to be what it was anyway you know I that that's coming from someone who I, I went through jobs that paid literally nothing in TV but you're not It's not the same. This is Major League Baseball overseeing these guys. These are their – they own the rights to these players who are, like, the most valuable thing an organization can have right now, right? Like, we've seen the Cubs turn the prospects into their most valuable asset. It's not the guys that are in the middle of their career or you're trying to be in the happy middle ground. Prospects have become, in almost every sport, uber valuable as – as owners try to find ways to win with cheaper costs mm-hmm. and it it's spread throughout the team. So when you see how valuable they are, I find it fat. I found it fascinating in the first place that these players didn't have a much better, a much better life than they did in the month. Like I I know you can't make Des Moines, Iowa, New York city, but you can make or Myrtle beach, New York city, but these aren't horrible places and you can give them good places to live. You can give them better pay and, and not make them feel like they have to be rushed to the major leagues to survive. Right. You don't, you don't want yeah. your best prospects eating pizza every night. So give oh. them some money so they can afford whatever they want. That's yeah. And helpful. I don't
1: remember, I think it was Morrell last year, just kind of talking about when he, you know, first guy, I think, I think it was Morrell and I don't want to, it was, it was some prospect. I like in my mind is morale, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, but it was a pro one of the Cubs, you know, young guys talking about when he first got here, you know, he had, he was eating like crap <laughs> the, the yeah. he, when he first got here. Cause he didn't like, didn't really know the language, didn't know the, the area, didn't uh, the food kind of stuff. It was, it was, was new. Um, and I mean, the fact that like, there's so many minor leaguers out there that are are, are having to work, you know, jobs over winter when they should be training for baseball. Like Having to take other jobs, like it, it, it always it always felt weird to me that these guys just weren't these guys that you know, major league teams are are having them play all this time and do all this work and work their way up to the big leagues, um, but they're not paying him a, a, a wage that allows them to even really survive um, just just playing baseball. Um, so I think it was a good thing. I think you know the, the getting their own CBA helps, and I know that teams have made incremental steps to make things easier i know there's you know some teams uh we're starting pr- to provide housing for minor leaguers
0: and better pay and whatever Probably it is done a heck? better job yeah Probably done a better job than some teams max bain showed us some pictures yeah. last year right of where yeah. he was staying and it looked like um a pretty nice place right or cody i should say do you have a DraftKings pick of the week by the way you, know, uh, you, know, you can't bet on the kids uh, dribbling basketballs anymore i know right? it's such a
2: Rip and peace. I can't wait for college football season. Um, the Masters is this weekend. I'm going to take Jordan Spieth. You can go on DraftKings Sportsbook and they have like a boost, like a plus 300 boost to just choose on anyone that you think can is going to win. So if I use that, I get at plus 2,100. Uh, I don't really have a reason. That's just the guy I'm just randomly choosing because I don't watch golf. But I watched I I I will bet on it. I will <laughs> bet on it. In it. And I will, I'm just going to, you know, a little sprinkle on Jordan Speeth just because I know who he is. So <laughs>
0: that
2: that's my that's my pick of the week, guys.
0: Uh That's very nice. Jordan Speeth. I saw you it was plus money for Tiger to make the cut.
2: Yeah, you, you they can have a, another that. boost for him to finish in the top 20. Uh okay. you can get on DraftKings Sportsbook too, which is I mean, everyone wants to cheer for Tiger, right? So right. that's not a bad – if you want to do that, it's not a bad bet, I guess, or it's
0: not a bad idea, bet responsibly. Um, Everybody loves a comeback story. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams. Now get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Focus got you covered from Soldier Field to the fan cave in your basement. North side, south side, hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. You can get decked out like tomorrow in apparel from the leader in sports merchant collectibles, FOCO looking for that perfect gift for your football fan in your life or baseball fan in your life. Well, get those Cubs hoodies. FOCO has got you covered, get you ready for cold days at Wrigley field early in the season. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off.
1: Um, also, sorry, I was I was trying to figure out this this days for options and how long guys have to stay down. I'm I'll get that cuz I don't want to be wrong about that. But I do before I get there, I do have to tell you about game time tickets. And we've been talking about game time forever. We love game time. Um like Cody, you've been going to games through, through tickets you're buying on game time. Like what has how's your experience been with game time and, and just getting the cheapest seats that you could find? on the you know last minute deals uh ryan let me tell you game time
2: uh first off what you just said being able to get them on last minute everyone knows that i live in the neighborhood or close to the neighborhood I can just hop on the red line get there in a matter of like eight minutes i don't even have to buy my ticket before i go i can just get on the train and when i get up there i can just get ever get whatever ticket i want for cheaper than what it was probably hours beforehand like that's That's my favorite part about game time is just being able to get Cubs tickets uh, at the best price
1: uh, right before first pitch. So, yeah, and I remember a couple of years back, uh, if anyone knows who Elenium is, good artist. But me and my friends wanted to go to a concert, a Navy Pier, and I was stressing out because I couldn't find tickets or even cheap, cheaper tickets. And I wish I had known about game time at that time because it would have saved me a lot of stress. And a, lot of, and, and a lot of money, too, <laughs> if I would have had game time at that point in time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. As Cody just talked about, his own personal experiences, you can be like Cody, too, if you use game time. Um, so some of the things we like about game time, you get flash deals and last-minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You get the images and the seat views. That's um and they, cool. give you the, they just yeah, showed the, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lowest price. Yeah, So if you're watching on YouTube, you should go check it out. Or if you're not watching on YouTube, you know, just make sure you go on game time and go see what we're talking about. They give you the lowest price guarantees, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, just all that good stuff. Um, game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. Uh, the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section, same section or row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Uh, again, get images of the seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Now, this is this is important. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for twenty dollars off your first purchase. We got a code, people. We got a code. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Time today for your last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? The 50 yard line, courtside, behind home plate, at a Cubs game? You won't find a better deal this season on those than with Game Time. It's created by the fans for the fans, guarantees the lowest price. If you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the GameTime app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. The Robbie says that was the best, the best read games. of the day. Yeah, the code. I mean, we yeah, have to it. emphasize yeah, the, code.
0: the code.
2: We have to emphasize the code. You just use CHGO, you, you get $20 off. I mean, it, we, we GameTime loves us so much, they decided to give us a code. Shout out I to mean, people. that's
0: unbelievable. You want to go to an early game. An early season game CSC, right yeah. now, get tickets, get 20 bucks off. You get to see where you're going to sit, so you can pick out the seat, check out the view, make sure you got mm-hmm. a little roof over the top in case it rains like today. Uh, in case you're just joining or jumping into things, the Cubs did get rained out in Cincinnati, so that game will now be made up September 1st, split doubleheader with the Reds. Uh, so the Cubs are off today. The Cubs are off tomorrow, and then they will play Friday, 120, against the Rangers uh that's our next chgo cubs podcast will be coming on friday we'll have uh shows for you on friday as he ready to take on the rangers nathan uvaldi will take on we assume marcus stroman that just carries over uh uvaldi by the way was hit on the leg in his last start there was some question to whether or not he was going to be able to make this start but it appears he is uh he wasn't great in his first outing he had an outing that was almost identical numbers wise to what Wesneski had last night which some people weren't pleased with so five innings, three runs and the team ended up when they scored like same thing like 16 runs so it wasn't really a factor but he also was hit pretty hard on the leg and so we'll see if that has any impact uh, on him on I w- friday i wonder if
2: up. i wonder if Evaldi's ever pitched at wrigley like he's probably pitched at the mm. cell or guaranteed rate whatever you want to call it but i think that benefits the cubs in a, a little bit if he's never pitched at wrigley before and he spent i know he spent a lot of his career with the red sox but I, or mainly in the american league so i don't i don't know if he's ever pitched at wrigley before
0: well that's something we could easily look up but we're running out of time yeah yeah we gotta roll anyways i just wanted to mention that we will we'll we'll see you on friday thanks to everybody in the chat that joined us um always appreciate our friends at DraftKings hooking us up. Uh, we'll get through this. A couple of days without Cubs baseball. Something crazy happens, by the way. You know, emergency podcast isn't out of the question. We're just saying. Make magical trade. <laughs> oh What? <laughs> Building up the resume. Stock up, stock down. We'll talk about that oh, later. Oh, boy. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thanks for joining us in the live chat. Uh, make sure you hit the likes on the way out. Make sure you subscribe. Sign up to be a diehard so you can catch all Ryan's articles throughout the season and check out the uh, dope merch that was just released in our CHGO locker, two new cubby shirts there for you to check out Uh, until Friday. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated sports book. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up, fly the W and we'll see you later. Have a good day.